Dispatch to Unit 13, what's your location? Detective Barrow. Ray? Raymond, if you hear me, you have an hour. I swear to God, I'm gonna send the canine unit down to that bowling alley. Ugh. Sundown Theater presents Murder in Action Lanes. Original script by Julia Bonifant, Ryan DeVilla, Jacob Drum, Lindsay Hall, Robert Linder, Matt McNabb, and Kelsey Smith. Created and directed by Kurt Van Zandt. Last time on Murder in Action Lanes, after mob boss Sally Hogan's brutal butchering, rival boss Janet Savela is the top suspect. But Detective Raymond Barros doesn't want his unrequited lady love going down for a fatal felony. His sights were set on the prig preacher Ezekiel Houlihan, who loudly pronounced his thanks for the grisly deed. But after the preacher revealed to the whole gang that the victim was his estranged brother, Ray finds this case getting stranger and stranger. You're doing a bang-up job proving your innocence here, Ezekiel. I know my innocence in the eyes of my lord, detective. No other eyes may judge me. Did you or did you not kill Sally? As I said, the lord struck him. Enough of your holier-than-thou bullshit. I am asking if you, Ezekiel, killed your own brother. You want to believe God told you to do it? Be a crackpot and think that doesn't matter to me and it won't matter to the courts. Answer the damn question! I am many things, Detective. A devout believer in the good book. An obedient son of God. A fisher of men. But the honor of being the physical instrument of the Lord's righteous vengeance tonight did not fall on my shoulders. You'll understand if I don't take that at face value, brother. Falsehoods are a sin. That's all fine and dandy, Ezekiel, but you have made it no secret how you feel about this place and the people in it. Now, how about you elaborate on that discussion I caught the tail end of between you and Sally? Samuel. Sure. How do you think it went, Sal? About as well as can be expected, Nick. The dame's grasping at straws. She may have her empire, but Sally Hogan has the people. And you can't have an empire without the people. Samuel. Now, enough business. I'm more interested in placing bets on how much of the alley lightning wrecks tonight. Samuel. I heard he's actually getting better. Well, now that just shouldn't be. Without Lenny Lightning tearing up the place with his ball, it just ain't proper bowling. Isn't. Excuse me? If you are going to insist on opening your mouth, you could at least speak correctly. Ah, yes. Our very own neighborhood evangelizer. You know, I've been getting pretty peeved that you've been buzzing around here this past week. So tell me, Zeke, what exactly are you doing here? My name is Ezekiel. Didn't answer the cue, Zeke. I am here! To save your soul and bring you home, Samuel. Bring me home, eh? You abandoned your family and cast off generations of tradition as if they were nothing. 
We are men of the cloth and always have been. I'll tell you the same thing I told our dear old dad. I ain't interested in that life. I like the one I made for myself. And besides, I didn't abandon the family. I went to help Graham out at the flower shop when I skipped town. Samuel. Tell you what, brother dear. You call me what I like, and I'll consider calling you whatever you like. Deal? Fine. Sally. <laughs> Thanks, Zeke. <sighs> Enough! Either you come home to your family and your fate, or I will personally ensure you besmear the Lord's name no more. <laughs> oh, that's cute, Zeke. A threat? An ultimatum. Either you stop all this, or I will. Yeah? And just what are you prepared to do, Ezekiel? Whatever is necessary. <laughs> Look, Nikki, my knees are shaking in my boots. All bark and no bite. We shall see, Samuel. We shall see. So let me get this straight, preacher. You stalked Sally everywhere he went, picking fights. You didn't tell me he was your disowned brother when I interrogated you, and you threatened him near minutes before he turned up dead. Or turned up head, I suppose. I'm sorry to say that this is shaping up into an open and shut case for you, friend. You aren't sorry, you mendacious wretch! You're blind! An officer of the law who fornicates with gangsters! Willing to befoul the name of the church to protect your harlot from justice. You're beginning to make me angry, brother. You should think very, very hard about how that's apt to work out for your health. Now, what did you use to peel off Sally's head like that? An axe? Where'd you leave it? I speak nothing but the truth. However my brother met his bloody end, I know it was a justly deserved punishment for his wickedness. But I am washed in the blood of the Lamb of God. I turned my back on sin and am guiltless before God of this crime you unjustly accuse me of. I swear it before almighty God. If everything I have told you is not the truth, then may God strike me down. Ah! Jesus, have mercy. He's taken my sight from me. <laughs> Seems like your faith is a bit shaken, Brother Houlihan, and by just a little blackout. They say Almighty God works in mysterious ways. Maybe he don't want to vouch for you after all. Blasphemer! You dare mock the word of God! I was momentarily alarmed. I'm sure you remember a man was murdered the last time there was a blackout in this wicked place. Murdered by you, it looks like. Now don't try any funny business in the dark. You stay on your ass right there. Dad! You around? I'm here, Ray. You all right? Just fine, here's hoping. Can you find your way here in the dark? Yes, sir. Still know this old place like the back of my hand. That's real good, Private. Everybody stay calm and don't move. Dan, you think you can get the power back on? I think so. Unless something's really gone wrong, they should come on if I flip the breakers. Sally had him right in his back office where you were interrogating people earlier. You can get there okay in the dark? Oh, sure. Like I said... 
I know action lanes like the back of my hand. You've got to if you want to be a really great pinboy. Okay, go do that before anything else, right now. Don't want any more funny business while the lights are out. I'll stay here and guard Brother Houlihan and the rest of the crowd. Will do, Ray. Now, Preacher, I hope you won't be too scandalized if I keep a hold on your collar. No offense, but see, I just don't trust you in the dark. Or anywhere else, for that matter. If you'll stop struggling, I promise you'll be more comfortable. I do not need to be guarded! This is persecution of God's church! Can it, mister. Unless you want me to hold you. Yeah, we've all had enough out of you. Can't believe Sally never told me this trip was his brother. <sighs> that one hurts. Me, his bosom pal and most trusted partner. Oh, please, what did you ever do for Sally besides have your name on the deed to action lanes? Spend all day in the bathroom with the freshly printed dirty books. And that's another thing. It's thanks to self-righteous pricks like that Jesus freak there that we can't buy our pornos in a gas station like civilized people! Whoever killed Sally, we ought to string the preacher up just for that. Maybe lock him in the freezer for safekeeping. He can keep poor old Sally's head company in there. <laughs> Shut up, Fishface. Where's Janet? I swear, if you ask me that one more time... Peace, ladies and gentlemen, peace! The jukebox may have no juice, but the doo-wop devil is ready to party when the lights go out. How's about we all sing an acapella rendition of the legendary Charlie Parker's Dancing in the Dark? And one, and two, and... We got a problem! Just what I needed. My deputy gets himself in a jam in the dark while my hands are full trying to keep old Zeke from squirming out of my grasp. I wasn't at all confident in my ability to navigate the building in the dark, and I didn't want to drop Zeke in order to feel my way there with my arms outstretched like a zombie. Fortunately, the power came back on at that moment. <sighs> got, got the breaker slip, Ray. Got jumped by Janet Savella. She kicked me in the stomach. Looks like she and the high roller were breaking into Sally's safe. I got them both now. You see? While you were wasting time persecuting me, the gamblers, gangsters, and whores were robbing the safe. They must have killed Samuel for whatever was inside. Maybe if you'd been a little more cooperative, I could have cleared you by now, preacher. You're still not out of the woods. Just because they were robbing the safe doesn't prove they killed Sally. There are none so Blind, as he who will not see. Regardless, I don't like the idea of letting you loose just yet. Mickey, you think you can hold this putz while I check on the situation at the office? No. Won't bear to touch him unless I can put his lights out. I'll do it, Ray, with pleasure. Ugh, fine. But you better hold him good while I'm gone. Oh, no! Not him! I beg you to... Why is he so sticky? Everything tonight was going haywire. I was almost ready to radio dispatch and cuff the preacher. He was the most obvious suspect, but maybe tonight was going to be more like the movies than I thought. Whatever I might say to the scum out there, Janet breaking into Sally's safe made her look a lot more guilty even to me. And I only had another hour before my esteemed colleagues would arrive to collect me. 
I had no witnesses, no murder weapon, no idea where to find the rest of Sally's body, and the circumstantial evidence was increasingly pointing to the dame I was hot for. That she had sliced off the gangster's head, currently getting frosty in Fishface's freezer. Maybe there was still a way out. If Janet had been in the office with the high roller, maybe he could take the fall alone. It was a mad and desperate hope, but it was the only kind of hope that I'd known since making Janet's acquaintance. Well, well, well. I send my deputy to turn on the lights, and he catches two naughty children with their hand in Sally's cookie jar, and gets a knee to the guts for his trouble. Not very ladylike, Janet. You okay, Private Dan? I'm okay, Ray. She just knocked my wind out a little. Managed to get the lights back on, and after that it was easy to hold one of them in each hand, see? This baby-faced creep grabbed me in the dark, Ray. How was I supposed to know he was your little helper? A lady has a right to defend herself from strange men. Uh, I, I can assure you, sir, this is not what it looks like. I'm sure your story will be riveting, but you'll have to wait your turn. Dan, take this drip outside and hold it. I want to talk to them one at a time, Janet Pursed. We'll see if their stories match up. Will do, Ray. Just shout if you need anything. Well? Well. I couldn't help but wonder how many times I'd end up in a room with Janet Savella looking for answers that I knew I'd never find. I was almost at the end of my rope, and she knew it, too. She looked just like a picture sitting there. She never seemed real when she was in front of me. Hell, maybe she wasn't. There were two sides to Janet, and a fella had to be careful which one he was talking to. She was a tiger in a cage, beautiful, but would devour you in an instant. If only someone could open the door, set her free. God knows I tried. Penny for your thoughts, Detective? I don't have time to play, sweetheart. Sure seems like you do, all that time you're wasting just looking at me. Now you're gonna listen to me, and you're gonna listen good. I don't know what you take me for, but I'm not a fool. I want you to tell me what you were doing and what you know. Even more, I want to know exactly what side you were on and if you even know anymore. In fact, I don't want to know. I need to know. You're driving fast, Janet, but you're going to crash soon enough. I can't save you if you don't help me. <laughs> so this is what it's like to be grilled by the great Raymond Barrows. Honey, you ain't seen nothing yet. Let's make a bet. We both knew my threats meant as little to her as my questions did. If Janet snapped her fingers, I'd be dead by morning. It felt like a dagger to the heart to know that I'd given so much of myself just to get nothing back. It was moments like these that reminded me of that. At least so I thought, until I felt a familiar hand over mine. Whatever side you're on, I'm on. Haven't I told you that? I need more than that. I need some insurance, goddammit. I found something that I think will help you. From her coat pocket, she pulled out an aged piece of paper. A photograph of a young girl. Your premiums are going to go up for this, but I hope this is enough insurance for you. I found it in the safe. I don't understand what this has to do with anything. Well, then you better get back to work, Mr. Barrows. Unless you'd like to detain me a little longer. You're free to go, Miss Savella. A cardstock photograph of a little girl in a rosy red dress. It seemed like less than nothing, but if Janet picked it up, it must have some sort of meaning. 
I've got a map, and I know there's a treasure, but where the hell is the X? More importantly, what is the X? Who was this girl, and how did she relate to Sally's death? I hoped time would tell, but the closer I got, the more lost I felt. I knew there was an end in sight, I just had to keep reaching. Dad, bring in the high roller. Here you go, Ray. Now head back outside and see if you can manage to keep an eye on Janet as well as the preacher. I left him with fish face, but I imagine his crowd control is about as reliable as his bladder control. Yes, sir. As for you... Please, my good man, this has all been a terrible misunderstanding. I I can make it worth your while to unlock the doors and let me go with no questions asked. Is that so? How much cash did you pull out of the dead man's safe, and how much are you offering me? Nothing. I I mean, not that I'm offering you nothing. I I mean, I didn't take anything from the safe. Oh, so you brought enough cash to bribe your way out of a murder charge with you tonight, just in case. Actually, (laughs) my wallet is a tad light just now. But if you could let me go now, then in a few hours, when the European banks open, I could wire you a satisfactory sum. Oh, sure. I've heard that one before. No dice, Richie Rich. I've got some questions, and no one is leaving here until they're answered. Start with your name. Sir, let's not play dumb. You know who I am. Everyone on this side of the Rockies knows the dashing playboy gambler, the man of mystery, the high roller. I didn't ask for a ten-cent superhero. I want your real damn name, and I want it now. But... Sir, surely you must understand that when one reaches the pinnacle of their art, in my case gambling, one must cultivate a certain mystique, a certain... And you surely must understand the extent of the discomfort you would be in if I were to force-feed you a rock's glass. Nay! Hiram Willis. You see, Mr. Willis, how much more pleasant conversations with me can be if we're forthright with each other. Quite. Now tell me about Jen. What were you two doing? How long have you been working together? We were not working together. So you both just decided to take a pleasant stroll to Sally Hogan's safe during the blackout? I was here first! I got it open. It was mine. She showed up after I did all the work to rob me! Does sound like her. The Savellas have had it in for me since I started bringing my money here instead of to their stodgy casinos. I don't even owe them anything anymore. Anymore? I, uh, you know, since Bolin became the hottest action in town, I, I don't need their action to have a good time. <laughs> You're lying. Try again. Fine. I, I had a streak of bad luck at this fella's casino down on St. Clair. Found myself a tad, uh, over-leveraged. And Janet promised to forget the debts if you crack this safe for No! Don't you listen? She tried to rob me. Not that there ended up being anything worth taking. You're telling me there wasn't anything in the safe? I know it's hard to believe, but it's the truth. No one was more disappointed than I. You killed Sally so you could rob his safe to pay your debts. Too bad for you the safe was empty. What? No! I know you're trying to take the heat off of your lady friend, but you can't pin this on me. I didn't want Sally's money, and I already told you I didn't owe the Savellas anymore. Sally paid my debt to the Savellas. Sally saved my ass. 
It, to be entirely frank, he, he said he was buying my debt, and the terms of the interest was quite reasonable, under the circumstances. Said I could make it all back here at Action Lanes. It gave me terrific odds. Yeah, I heard you talking about the odds to your young friend Francis out there earlier tonight. You got terrific odds because you bet on a born loser. That kind of money on Lightning LaRue to beat BB Gun? No wonder you lost your shirt. You clearly don't got the brains to be gambling with real money. Lightning can't even find his own lane. Yes. Well, uh, I'm down quite a bit of money. Long odds were my only chance to get out of the hole. So you killed Sally to keep from getting your legs broken after the night started it off with Lightning LaRue crapping out? No! I didn't kill him! Y- you gotta believe me. Sally promised he wouldn't break my legs. Said we could use my Continental as collateral. Sally Hogan... Didn't have many soft spots, but he loved that car. Never saw him swoon over anything like he did that Bentley. Except maybe his flowers. It was the R type, you know? Very few ever produced. He simply couldn't find another one to buy for himself. I've seen it around the parking lot once or twice. Luxury. In any case, it wasn't going to matter. That car was financed. They've been trying to repossess it for weeks. I was at the end of my rope. Sally ever called in the debt, uh, and I couldn't pay it, I'd be ruined. You'd be at the bottom of the river in a pair of cement dance shoes is where you'd be. In the detective line of work, we call that motive. No, no, I... I I would never. I'm not a violent person, detective. I'm, I'm just a humble gambler. Yeah, a humble gambler who insists on being addressed as high roller. I was grateful to Sally for for getting me out of my jam with the Savellas. I wouldn't have killed him. But since he'd already uh, passed, I thought if I could find Sally's record books, I I could erase my debts before whoever takes over his operation could find out the details. Then I'd be free. While the lights were still out, I I thought I'd try the safe. As soon as I got it open, I was crushed to find Sally had emptied it of anything valuable. Now just a minute, Willis. Earlier you said it was empty. Now you say it just didn't have anything valuable. Which is it? Well, it was quite dark. But I did feel a small piece of paper. Much too small to be a record book. That's when Janet Savella stormed in, kicked my legs out from under me, and took it from me. Janet took it from you. Was it this photograph? Ah, I would assume so. It appears to be the right size. I didn't get a good look at it before Savella robbed me. Look who the safecracker is calling a thief. Do you know who the girl in the photograph is? I'm sorry, I have no idea. One last question for now, Willis. Where were you during the first blackout? The one before Sally's head rolled out the ball return? I was out on the lanes watching the tournament with everyone else. You don't seriously still suspect me, do you? I suspect everyone. Everyone but Janet. Enough with the commentary. Were you with anyone out there? Anyone who could testify as to your whereabouts? Yes, in fact I was. I spent the entire blackout on the lanes with that Francis Shaw fella. Another rotten gambler? Not the most convincing alibi. You know how all you upper-class twits stick by each other. It's true, Detective. We were making bets about how long it would be before the lights came back on. Let me guess. You lost the bet. No comment. 
Get on out of here, and send your friend in to talk to me. Dan probably has his hands full with Janet and the preacher. And don't go too far, I may not be done with you. If you insist, detective. And the more answers I got, the more questions I had. You remember the old riddle about the two twins at the fork in the road? One tells only lies, and the other tells only the truth? The trick was to ask one of them which way his brother would say is the right way, and then take the opposite path. In this case, it seems like everyone was a liar, including me. Action lanes was a festering sore on the ass of this city, and every path out of it led to the same place. They all led to me in a cell, sweating through a biblical case of delirium tremens awaiting trial for corruption, misuse of power, and accessory to murder. No gun to protect myself from the pink elephants. I shook my head to clear it. No use getting started on a bad trip now. All I could do was move forward. The high roller gave me an alibi to check out. It was time to finally do something right and check it. Hiram says you want to see me, detective. Well, then I guess he is capable of telling the truth. Come in. Your name is Francis Shaw. After going through the sturm and drang trying to get Hiram's name out of him, I was no longer asking these punks what they were called. I was telling them. That's right. And what is your name? And while you're at it, give me your badge number. I'm sure my father would be interested to know all about the person trying to shake me down. No shakedown here, punk. If you want my badge number, you can read it from there. Hard to remember after this many drinks. I'm simply checking your buddy the High Roller's alibi for the first blackout. We were together at the tournament on the lanes placing bets on when the lights would come back on. And he isn't my buddy. Hiram can be amusing, but he's strictly nouveau riche. And here lately, he's been without the riche, if you take my meaning. He got his start as a bowler himself, if you can believe it. Was he as bad a bowler as he is a gambler? It's frankly impossible for anyone to be as bad at anything as Hiram is at gambling. He likes to play the prestige of being a playboy gambler, but he almost never wins. It all gets very tiresome after a while. At bowling, he did well. That's how he was able to finance losing bets for as long as he did. Now me, I'm not in it for the money or the fame. I'm in it for the, uh, experiences. How about the experience of sending a man's head rolling down a ball return? That do anything for you? <laughs> Life comes at you pretty fast, detective. And that's the way I like it. But while I won't deny a certain amount of titillation at the extraordinary scene, I'm afraid that Hiram and I are each other's solid alibis. Forget the alibi. Maybe you were both there during the blackout, but who's to say that Sally wasn't killed earlier? Well, it's customary for the coroner to be the one to say the time of death. But for some reason, you've locked us all in here rather than play it by the book. I suspect your motivation to do so might have something to do with your uh, dalliances with Miss Savella. Doesn't seem like a wise question for you to be asking. Here's a different one. Do you think your buddy would have killed Sally? I'm sure he would be tempted. 
but the odds of success would have been long indeed, even for the high roller. How about you? You got anything against Sally? Any reason to want him out of the way? Keep in mind, I'll be able to find out if you're lying. That Hiram sings when you squeeze him a little. My friend, of everyone in action lanes tonight, I have the least motivation to kill Sally. How do you figure? Well, I had a substantial sum bet on Babs Turner, who was all set to clean up tonight, before the interruption. Had the game continued as scheduled, I would have been substantially richer. You had money on Babs, huh? Janet's pet bowler. Oh, yes. Never underestimate the value of a good woman, detective. None of the other macho troglodytes in this place have ever been able to comprehend that at their great expense. Everyone else in this town may have been eating out of Sally Hogan's hand, but if you want real power, you have to understand the women, their skills, and their secrets. Secrets, huh? Oh, yes, detective. It looks to me like Babs Turner and Janet Savella are going places. But, like I said, life comes at you pretty fast. It could certainly profit an enterprising gentleman to learn the secrets before they hit the big time. You're talking in circles. Oh, hardly. Here's an example, okay? I'm aware that Janet Savella occasionally sleeps with you. Under other circumstances, that could be profitable secret to know. Unfortunately, in this case, it isn't, because everyone already knows it. Probably because you follow her around like a shadow. And I can't fault you. Of course, you so many uh, putty in the thrall of a powerful woman. I'm getting a little bored of hearing my own secrets. Do you have any useful ones? Well, Babs Turner certainly has a secret she wouldn't want to get out. I'm not the only one who knows it. But I still wouldn't want to tell you. The more people that already know, the less valuable a secret becomes. You think Babs could have killed Sally? Why? I don't think that. Just an idle speculation. You would need to ask her. If you'd risk ruffling the feathers of Janet's pet, that is. Hmm. Maybe you can help with something else. Do you know who the little girl in this photograph is? Ah! Where did you get this picture, if I may ask? You may not ask. Who is it? You know Scarlett Jacobs? The bartender has a little girl. She doesn't broadcast it much around here for obvious reasons, but that's her. Scarlett's daughter. How the hell do you know a thing like that? Mmm... Want to know my secret, detective? I always bet on the women at the backbone of any enterprise. Knowing is half the battle. So I followed Scarlet home after the bar closed one evening, just out of curiosity. The little girl in that picture ran right out of the house and into Scarlet's arms. She must have been up way past her bedtime. It was nearly three o'clock in the morning. You listen here, you blue-blooded pervert. Do not so much as speak to Scarlet again, you got that? And if I ever find out about you spying on women in my town again, I'll make sure you lose those curious little eyes of yours. Now get the hell out of my sight and go back to whatever little gilded hole you came out of. Dirty little crap.
creep. I would have liked to rip him a new one right then and there. But if I said that feeling was chivalry, I'd be lying. Yeah, he might deserve it, but I was more angry about what he might have just revealed to me. After all, I liked Scarlet. She was the only person I could ever remember in my life who treated me with any real kindness. She was sweet. She was smart. She had a bright future ahead of her. She could just shake the dust of this bowling alley off her feet. But if Sally had a picture of her daughter in his safe, regardless of the explanation, that gave Scarlet a motive. I had to get myself under control before I questioned her. I was no good like this. I closed my eyes, counted to ten, and approached the bar. How are you holding up, Scarlet? I'm better now, Ray. Thanks. You think I might be able to go home soon? Hard to tell, but I hope so. You feeling up to pouring me another old-fashioned? Sure, Ray. And, um, I hate to ask, but do you mind coming into the office? I just want to ask a few questions. Ray, I'm sorry, but I don't know anything. I'd tell you if I did, you'd know that. Please step into the office with me, Miss Jacobs. Uh, All right, Ray. Whatever you say. As I tried to discreetly walk Scarlet back to the office, I saw Dan spot us. He let loose his grip on the preacher and started to approach us. He didn't look happy. What are you doing, Ray? You can't possibly think that Scarlet has anything to do- Just covering all the bases, Private. Getting all the testimony I can. Ray, come on. I can swear to you it wasn't her. She wouldn't. I told you before to let me do the thinking on this case. Now do your job, Private. You know it hurts me to do this, don't you, Scarlet? You do what you gotta do, Ray, but I'm telling you, there ain't much about me you don't already know. And I hope that's true. It'll make this quick and painless for both of us. Tell me about Sally. What about him? You used to work for him, didn't you? Before you worked here? I let that lifestyle long ago, Ray. You know that. But why? God knows the pay must have been better than whatever the hell Fish Race is paying now. It wasn't about the money. No? Then what else? You like spending six nights a week talking to old drunkards like me? Well, it ain't all bad. What did you do when you were running with Sally? Smart girl like you, I hope you weren't there just to gather intel. I worked on a lot of Sally's cars, machines and such. I've always been a little handy, and Sally said I had quite the head for engineering. I helped secure protection rings for our, you know, cooperative businesses, upping their security, making sure they knew we were watching and all that. Hell, I even tried out some surveillance. You heard of closed-circuit television? Uh Uh-huh. We tried it out. It wasn't worth the trouble, but I was pretty proud of it. So you played a pretty key role in the organization. Well, not that key. I never handled any money. They called me if they had any problems. Well, with your setup, I imagine there were very few problems. Flattering me, Ray? I think you're selling yourself short, is all. You did a lot for Sally. I can't imagine him letting you go without a fight. I hate to disappoint you, but it was rather painless. I had a kid, Ray. I couldn't stay in the life, not with Lily May. Sally knew that. You expect me to believe he was fine with you just walking out, just like that? Sally was gentle, Ray. I know you might not believe it, but it's true. He didn't want to see a kid get wrapped up into the life. Kid. 
suddenly it struck me. The vault, the picture, the smiling baby with the rosy red cheeks. I took the picture from my jacket pocket and turned it over. A scribbled hand had written May 1949 in the bottom right-hand corner. Hadn't Scarlet been talking about Lily May starting kindergarten soon? Where the hell did you get that? Lily May, huh? That's a beautiful name. She's... Sally's? We're done here. This has been a Sundown Collaborative Theater production. For early access and bonus content, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash sundowntheater. Thank you all for your patience as we waited for episode three. Expect episode four at the end of February. Thank you all so much. Thank you.